global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. And I'm Karen Moscow. U.S. stock index futures are lower this morning. Let's go to the first word breaking news desk for today's morning call. And here's Bill Maloney. Good morning, Bill. Good morning, Karen. U.S. futures have paired some of their losses since the last time we spoke. Dow futures now lower by 69 points. SB futures dropped 10. And NASDAQ futures fall 25. The U.S. 10 yield at 1.85%. And crude futures turn higher, now up 0.5%. Main European markets have paired or reversed their losses. Italy gains 0.3%. After the Bellis Night, Shake Shack expects same-source sales to rise 25 to 3% in 2016. Shares down 8% pre-market. And Urban Outfitters EPS topped highest estimates. Shares up 9% pre-market. Regarding earnings this morning, Dick Sporting 2017 EPS view missed estimates. In other news, Goldman Sachs warned the commodities rally is premature and Qualcomm boosted its dividend. Finally, some of your key Wall Street upgrades and downgrades. BMO cut to neutral at Credit Suisse. Boston Bear cut to underperform at CLSA. AutoNation cut to sell over at Goldman Sachs. False Bar cut to sector weight at KeyBank. Panera Bread raised to overweight at Morgan Stanley with a price target of 250 And Actowin cut to neutral over at SunTrust. Live from the first of breaking news desk, I'm Bill Maloney. Karen? Thanks, Bill. To hear live breaking news over your Bloomberg, type Squawk Go on your terminal. That's S-Q-U-A-W-K Go. And that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Tom and Mike. Karen, uh, thanks so much. Bloomberg Surveillance this morning brought to you by Invesco. Have you considered all of your investment alternatives, non-traditional asset classes, and strategies may help you achieve your goals? Find out more at Invesco.com slash alternatives. Michael? Bruno Stasiali is here uh, with us from Eurasia Group. He's the Global Oil Practice Director. And uh, I know you want to get to natural gas, but I just have to ask a quick question because we just had a, a listener write in and uh, say there was sort of a disconnect uh, to them in what you had said about uh, the oil companies refinancing and going to the capital markets. Uh, they're hearing nothing but. Uh, oil companies in high yield and high yield is imploding because energy companies are in trouble. So, um, how's that working? Yeah, no, no. And, and, and I think that, that, that's part of what I was alluding to before. High yield, absolutely. That, that's where most of these bankruptcies are residing. I mean, uh, clearly the, the companies that were highly leveraged at, you know, higher costs of capital are going to have a harder time in a lower price environment. The, the real challenge is if we're talking about rebalancing the market is how volumetrically significant are the high-yield names that are having trouble right now. So there are a lot of people who are able to refinance in investment grade. That's correct. So if you look at where the volume, the, per, the, the percentage of volume production is coming from, you're talking about names like EOG, Pioneer, Devon. These are large EMPs that if you were to sort of aggregate all of the sort of mid to larger size uh, publicly traded EMPs, they're not having a hard time raising money. So, you know, if you're looking for bankruptcies to clean up the supply situation, you're not getting it in the names that control a significant or impactful amount of the production. Tell me about net gas. I missed it. Mike McKee nailed it. Said one day, look at the chart of net gas. I was thunderstruck how oil's going one way and net gas is going the other way and inflation adjusted. Basically, we've never seen this in the modern age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it can't catch a break. It really can't. Um, and, and here's the funny thing about natural gas. We had a record number of coal plant 
retirements mm -hmm. in the power sector in 2015. Everything worked the way it was supposed to. It was worked the way it was supposed to. You know, at the end of the day, that that power generation has to go somewhere now, and it's it's overwhelmingly going to natural gas. So you had this kick in demand in the power sector. Uh, I can only imagine where it would have gone if it were not for that, because in 2016, you see a precipitous drop in coal plant retirements. So, look, the reality is a lot of this is weather-based. I mean, look at the winter, right? We, we didn't have much of a winter. That really... you, you really ascribe it to the, still the standard correlation to weather? No, no, it's part of it. The real issue is episodic, though, and I don't think we're going to see the same situation in 2016. We had an onslaught of supply hit the market in 2015 into this year. You had a huge swath of the Marcellus Basin being tied in meaning production was being tied in to hit market. Huge, unprecedented amount of supply mm -hmm. that hit the market. Everyone saw it coming, right? Everyone right. knew. Um, but, you know, it was really a this dance between coal retirements and production hitting the market from these, these infrastructure tie-ins. Clearly, the weather was the balancing item, okay. and that really okay. that really tripped things. Hey, Bruno, great to have you here with news. Chevron to cut capital spending a huge 26%. They go to 17 to 22 billion, which I think is a center tendency. Let's round it to 20 uh, billion. They did 38 billion in 2013 capex. 38, 35, 30, 30, and then it implodes down. Mm -hmm. What are the ramifications of a capex cut like that? Yeah, I mean they're huge. And, and, and does it just show how much waste there was? No, I don't think that there was it, – it shows that there was a lot of waste. I think the waste is going to come out not from the CapEx uh, investment side but from the, um, the, the operating and variable cost side. There was waste there that they're rooting out. I think that um, – look, the Saudis in particular, I mean, they've been pretty savvy I, despite a lot, of, um, a, a lot of commentary. I think they've been pretty savvy about the signals they're looking for, CapEx certainly being one of them. You yeah. start with CapEx, and there's got to be a correlation between reduced CapEx and ultimately reduced production, which is what they're all looking for. Yes, I mean, you need to see CapEx coming off first, but it has to be <clears throat> followed by right. a commensurate amount of production but decline. The critical question is, are they cutting CapEx for the financial engineering of saving a dividend at all costs? Um, I think that's going to be company specific, but I think it's it's prudent deployment of capital. At the end of the day, they're responsible for doing one thing, taking investors' capital and deploying yeah. it in the most efficient way and generating the highest uh, risk-averse mm -hmm. return on capital employed. Um, so I think that it's really centered around that, that sort of investor sort of push mm -hmm. to do that. Now, we've got a lot more things to talk about. Let me go in quickly uh, to get this in, and I mean, unfortunately – uh, quickly, the basic idea of CapEx reduction, is it to a new lower level or is it a one-off and CapEx comes back down the road? If, if CEOs and C-suite level executives think that they can deploy capital for whatever IRR they think they, their constituents they'll need, do it. they'll do it. And, yeah. and right now, and this is the thing the Saudis have to be careful about in OPEC generally, is every oil and gas producer – is, is pivoting and positioning themselves to deploy that capital that we're talking about okay. at $50. we got to leave. Bruno Stanziel with Eurasia Group. Uh, brilliant. Chevron cuts capital spending. Stay with us worldwide. This is Bloomberg Surveillance. 
coming up, the with all due respect highlight brought to you by Land Rover. If it's in your nature to cast off the everyday and seek adventure, the Discovery Sport was built to help your search. Visit LandRoverTriState.com for special offers during the only adventure sales event. Land Rover, above and beyond. 